This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We're talking about loneliness this morning with Scott Schatz. And Scott, we've talked about a lot of different ways to cure loneliness. Obviously, you know, social interaction, mm-hmm getting to know people, putting yourself out there, which is really hard for people to do. Don't tell me that artificial intelligence has the answer, please. Okay, well, I won't tell you that. I will let Amir Shabani tell you that. (laughs) He is a machine learning and artificial intelligence expert from the University of of the Fraser Valley, and they are working hard on this, on this idea of teaching EQ, you know, like your emotional quotient as opposed to your intelligence quotient, teaching that to, to AI and thinking about all of the wonderful things that they can do um, with that. And, and one of the things that they're, that they're very serious about is using AI to combat and cure loneliness. And sort of like you, Simi, I was a little bit like, oh, is this, a, is this a good idea? Is this real? Is this even possible? Because it feels like, my initial thought was like, the AI will just be mimicking what emotion is. It can't possibly actually have emotions of its own. And I asked Amir that. I said, is this like, you actually believe that it's possible to teach an AI to have emotions? Absolutely. I think if you want to put it in perspective, think about how far we got in terms of technology advancement. Um, I guess we have digitization, computing, and then artificial intelligence. Uh, Just think about that now you're going to add other type of intelligence to a machine. In our case, for example, we are working on affective computing, emotional AI. Um, In a a simple word, um, we are adding... EQ or emotional intelligence to machine. And think about um, the type of interactions a machine or a robot could have with a human when it's been equipped with um, emotional intelligence. It could um, respond empathetically, it could sympathize with you. So you would love to interact with a machine like that, that is not just a machine, but brings the conversation, brings the interaction to the next level and understands your emotion, reacts accordingly, and why not? Helping you to regulate your emotion. So if you are thinking of uh, scenarios that people are lonely, um, I think machine uh, could have an important role to play. That's very interesting. How do you think that people would react to the idea of machines taking this taking this role because for so long we've been conditioned to when I'm lonely I seek out connection from another person and now we're talking about potentially having that with a machine what do you think the human reaction will be to that one thing I think it's worth um, mentioning at this point is that the whole intention of um, adding EQ to robots and machines is not to replace that human connection as a matter of fact I think we are we all have a busy lifestyle and we we may not have enough time to interact and call our loved ones and you know um, understand what they are doing those sort of things sometimes social media even helps um, me to to get to know what's the latest status of my close friends so why not why not having machine 
um, essentially living with you, learning your preferences, and think about a digital pet event. We all, some of us have pets and, you know, a great companion. So why not having a digital pet that is a great companion? I think if we <clears throat> design properly and have, you know, the idea of human-centered AI or human-in-the-loop machine learning, when we are designing systems like that, um, I think they would be complementary to existing relationship that we have. And even they could initiate those type of, um, I guess, um, deeper connections. Just imagine that, you know, the robot knows how often you're interacting with your loved ones and could initiate, you know, send a text message to your loved ones if you're a senior living by yourself. Um, uh, hey, over the last couple of days, you didn't have a chance to talk to your mom or dad. How about, you know, a few minutes? What time works for you? And I could arrange that call. And, you know, there is an interface in between and, you know, could, could make a, a better connection. What would this actually look like? Is it something that would be part of our, our phone, part of our computer? Would we have like a humanoid robot or all of these kind of options? What, what does the future of this actually look like? It doesn't have to be a physical uh, hardware like a robot. It could be the chatbot that we are interacting, the Siri, Alexa, all of those could be um, essentially such a companion robot. And um, it could be on your phone, essentially you're taking with you it's mobile it could live with you like a digital pet um, and in different forms what other uh, potential applications are there to giving EQ and like learning EQ to an, to an AI giving it that ability I, I think we have other type of intelligence that haven't been tried um, and haven't been deployed in the area of machine or robots and now we are at that edge that we are trying to add the other types of uh, intelligence to, to the machine and everyone gets excited about. Yeah. I, I'm excited about. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, one of the places my brain went was mental health things. You know, if someone is having yeah. a, like a dark moment or a couple is having an argument and they, you know, it, sometimes it takes a long time to get a hold of a therapist or a, a professional yeah. who can help you through that. Perhaps AI will, or, you know, an emotional AI will be able to help, you know, guide somebody through that. But are there, are there yeah. risks? Are there concerns that you're anticipating here? Um, in, in that go along with some of the positives? Uh, absolutely. There is always concern when we are interacting with a digital device, um, you know, like everyone else. Um, when you are on your cell phone, you know, too much, the addiction is a concern. The privacy is a concern. The security is a concern. There is always concern when we move towards digital transformation. Um, so, yes, absolutely there is concern, and, and I think it's a valid concern. What reminds us as a technology developer is that we need to interact with other scientists in social and health science, even law and psychologists when we are working on in topics like affective computing, so that we are not developing something that is, you know, um, brings, um, it, it's going to have a, negative byproducts. Um, but uh, I totally agree. And there are concerns, but it could be addressed when we are designing systems like that by simply having human in the loop, expert in the loop, 
and addressing those concerns. That's Amir Shabani. He's a machine learning and AI expert at the University of the Fraser Valley. Seems straightforward enough to me, Simi. No, Scott, bro- no I, risk whatsoever. <laughs> I don't want the robot to know how often I'm texting my loved ones. I don't need judgment from a chatbot. It, al- it already knows. No, it doesn't. Well, Stop freaking me out like that. <laughs> Scott, more things pe- to think people about. People know. <laughs> Thanks for that, Scott. Thanks for nothing, Scott Chance. (laughs)